What's up, fam? It's Aslan. Small favor to ask with a potential big impact for your guys here on the program. If you're an Apple user, if you download the show on an Apple device, iPhone, tablet, things like that, and you use the podcast app to download the show to your device, if you could search for Wake Up War Chant, you'll see two results. Hit the one on the right. Make sure you subscribe to the one on the right. If you're subscribed to the one on the left, you're fine. Nothing's going to change. But if you could subscribe to the one on the right. In fact, if you download this podcast using any sort of podcast provider onto your mobile device, whether it's a phone or a tablet, go ahead and search Wake Up War Chant on that podcast provider. You'll probably see two results. Please make sure you're downloading and subscribing to the one that has more ratings and reviews. That way we can get all of us rowing in the same direction. Also helps our stats out. If you could do that, that'd be huge. Let's get the show going now. From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. Wake up! What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Coming up on today's show, it's your show. It's the Renegade Express, taking all your questions over on the Tribal Council. All of our members are only paying $1 to become a member of WarChant.com, and they get access for an entire year. You, too, can do it just by going to WarChant.com and signing up. But time is running out. End of the month, full freight. Price is going up. Don't wait. Hop aboard right now. Also, hop aboard at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill this weekend if you're in town for Parents Weekend in the game. Pre-game there, join us at the Hotel Indigo. Get some good food at both places. Uh, maybe a little more impartial sometimes, too, with the good folks over at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. But, hey, before we get to uh, Hotel Indigo on game day, hang out with Corey Clark and Jeff Cameron today at 5.30 on Happy Hour. You're stoked, Corey. It's been a while since you were able, uh, ripped off one of those shows with Jeff in, in, in the friendly confines of the CP. Feels like it's been five years, but yeah, we'll be there uh, with bells on five thirty to around six thirty, uh, right, right there in the middle of a happy hour um, at Corner Pocket. We had a we had a crazy good crowd for the Duquesne game. I assume it'll be similar for this one, which is uh, you feel a little pressure, Aslan, when you're up on stage and talking, and people are actually trying to listen to you. So uh, uh, we'll, Jeff and I will try to bring our best. That's all you can do. We're gonna try to bring our A game and see what happens. That's right. We'll try to bring our A game here on the Renegade Express. Uh, let's get right to it. Then we got a lot. We'll know if we can get all to uh, all of them because I guess people got wise to my game, Corey, and maybe read other people's questions and decide not to ask the same kind of question. Oh well, uh, well, I, that's awesome. That that's growth because yeah, you read the questions. If one of your if you have a similar question to one that's been asked, you know Aslan's going to read them all. So you're going to see them all. This isn't Jeff Cameron on headlines. Like you're going to see every question that he sees, he's going to ask. So if you see one that's similar to yours, either ask something completely different or sit it out. It's cool. We'll get to you next week. All right. We're going to bundle all these ones together, though. They're all they have some form of an over under ask to it. Um, hmm. This is uh, it's clever. SC Knoll says wake up over under 0.5 snaps for Jordan Travis. But hold that thought, Corey, because Primo Noel, I think, asks the right question, which is over under Tate Rodemaker snaps one. I think that's probably the if we answer that one, I think probably gives people more of an answer than Jordan point five. I don't know. I think if you just say over one half snap for Jordan Travis, like the thing with Rodemaker, what if Travis plays and they get up by 30 points? 
That's Rodemaker true. could come Ooh. in then. Ooh. All right. Well, then yeah. answer both of them then, Corey. All right. So if you had asked us this on Tuesday, I would have I would have said under. <laughs> I would have said under on Jordan Travis. Yeah. But this question is being asked on a Friday morning. Um, I will say over. Yes. Well said, Corey. Primo Noel also asks, uh, so what do we think about Tate? It's, I mean, I don't know. We, we think three score, four score blowout, then Tate gets a – I don't know. I, I'll, I'll say under on, on Tate then. I think starting quarterback will be Jordan. He'll finish out the string. Yeah, I mean, if you think Jordan is going to – well, look, there's two options. Maybe Jordan uh, – you know, clearly the way that happened on Friday, and I don't think I'm spilling, divulging anything, I don't know that anybody that's that, that just heard what I said about over-unders with Jordan Travis's snaps thinks he's going to be 100% healthy. He's not going to be 100% healthy the rest of the year. And I'm not just talking about the injury he had on Friday. It's just the nature of the sport um, and playing that position. So there is a – there is a he could aggravate something. He could uh, aggravate something else. He could get – something else could happen. I, you know, who knows? Um, where even if he starts and plays, um, there is a chance that Rodemaker would have to come in for a series or two. Who knows when or why? Um, not just a blowout. So, But that's why I would say the over on that. Um, just because you don't know. I, I think the odds are that either you get a big enough lead or maybe, uh, you know, you know, you hurt, you jam a finger or something you, you, and you got to go out for a play or two that, uh, or your helmet comes off that Rodemaker comes in and takes a, a snap or two. But um, I was going to say, so. oh, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't foresee this being a 40 point win. So okay. I, I do think that like if, if you're, your starting quarterback is probably going to play most of the game. Because I don't foresee you, even though you got a, you're a 17 and a half point favorite. You know, if you're up 31 to 14 in the fourth quarter with 11 minutes to go, you're not putting in your backups. No. Game's not over. So I don't think that uh, unless it's a five score game or something in the fourth quarter, I don't know that I would see uh, a lot of work for the for the twos, except maybe on the final drive if if Boston College is clearly giving up. Okay. Uh, here's somewhere over unders naked underscore null. Completions of 20 yards or more from Phil Dracovic, five and a half. I will hammer the under. I'll, the under, yeah. That's a, that's a big number. It's a huge number. I mean, his defense isn't that bad. They're not awesome, but they're not that bad. I mean, Dracovic dropping dimes. And then last one, Mo, a mobile null, wake up, over under deep balls, over 40 yards. But he doesn't provide a number and not a team. So, well, maybe that's next a hard week. one to answer then. Maybe Three? next week, Mobile. No, we <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Island Chief, let's get to him. Wake up. Hard to believe this only costs a buck. Mm. I know. Amen, Island Chief. We're currently averaging 35.3 points per game. It's encouraging, but seems like there's so much more there. We're 122nd in red zone, small sample size. But if we get that fixed, make field goals, ball security, et cetera, do we have the talent to hold on to this average or get better? Had some DeLuna graffiti bridge yesterday. Yum. Thanks, DeLuna mm. Coffee. There you go. That's I, my favorite name of their coffees, by the way. We're we're in an interesting spot right here because we you know we we're a bit bearish on this team thinking somewhere between six to eight wins and now we're thinking eight wins is your floor uh, and man they haven't played any significantly great defenses LSU might end up being a really good defense but they catch them on week one their defensive tackle goes down first uh, half of the game we haven't seen them play a great kind of defense yet um, I, I, and listen man. All teams make mistakes. Like, they're not going to make all their field goals. Even if Ryan Fitzgerald gets better, he's still going to miss some field goals. They'll still probably have a turnover, too, in a football game. 
Um, I, I, I like how everybody wants to see more. Like, I mean, we do see how they're playing, and, and they're not playing perfect. Mike Norvell has said as much. He pretty much said we still haven't played a really great game yet, so he thinks they've got something left in the tank, something even more to show and prove. But I'm not getting greedy. I like, I'll, I'll take this 35.3 points per game they're averaging. Now, I know the Duquesne game skews it a little bit, but I think they'll be 30, 31 and a half at the end of the season, hopefully. I'll take well, that. Well, they, they played two games away from Doak against two competent teams. Um, and and the, look, LSU held Mississippi State in that offense to like, what, 16 points? Like, LSU's got a solid defense. I think Louisville's got a solid, certainly not a great defense, well, yeah, man, but not LSU, a train wreck. The LSU thing for me is more you caught them game one for them and you had a, a little bit of a no but the point being you weren't playing uh duquesne or uh, awful teams those are those are two good teams and you averaged 30 points a game against them and as you just uh described and we all know you left probably i don't know you left six ten points uh against louisville and probably 14 to 70 po 17 points on the field against lsu because of red zone stuff and catches that weren't made and you know plays that were called that maybe shouldn't have been like you were you were really close to scoring for over 40 on the road at Louisville and I don't know Florida State hadn't done that since Jameis Winston uh brought him back uh in the in the Thursday night game I think they got to 40 in that one and then you were close to scoring about 40 against LSU so that's what's so encouraging and, and when when Norvell talks about not being close to playing their a, a perfect game or a good game I think that's what he's talking about this offense is kind of flying up and down the field it's just got to get better uh, in the red zone, and I think it will. It was really good there last year, and you got to hope your kicker comes around because those are points you're leaving out there. Um, but overall, man, I, yeah, I think this offense, if Jordan Travis continues to look like this, and if Jordan Travis is healthy, um, and you and you quit losing dudes on the offensive line, I think 35 points is absolutely doable for an average for the season. You know, you're not going to score 35 against Clemson. You're not going to score 35 on the road at NC State. We get that. But you can score 25. That's, that could, that might Georgia be enough Tech. to win. Yeah, you. but then Georgia Tech comes. You might score 44 against them. So it should even out to where I believe in this offense and this quarterback enough uh, and his guys, his skill guys, that uh, I think they've I, – I, it looks to me they have taken this step that we, we so desperately needed to see. And they are now a good offense. Not an average, but a good offense. So yeah, I think they can they can stick around thirty five. But even if they stay at Aslan thirty thirty one, yeah, which is what points I'm per game. That's that'll play. Yeah, no, for sure. You're not going to win ten games with that, but that'll play. But thirty five. Well, now you're in every game, and you might win three fourths of them. I just don't. You know, we're like almost talking about this team being. 2013 Pittsburgh game where like you score like they're just not going to score on every possession like things are going to happen they're going to have self-inflicted wounds defenses are going to find ways to create negative plays and you know so I I understand again like they've they've shown us that they can go down the field and they've been in position to score and they haven't been able to capitalize but like that happens to every team every level of football like no not every team just rolls out there and just but doesn't this seem doesn't it look different to you though yeah 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 it does. like no. like last year they would score some points but it would feel like it was Three and out, five and out, three and out, eighty yard touchdown. Right. This one, it seems like it's there's not many three and outs. Uh, they've been very good on third down so far, um, and it just seems like it's a much more consistent, believable, repeatable type of offense where they're going to make plays. If they block and give this kid time, he's going to pick you apart, and he's going to make the throws. And he's also got, um, uh, you know, some pretty good skill players to go along with him now. Uh, random underscore John uh, 
Hello, guys. May the week find you covering a team that's 4-0. May my weekly mm. introduction continue to bring us victories. Absolutely. That's the, Amen. the entire reason we're here at this point. Um, all right, so last year we were 0-3, now we're 3-0. Can you believe it? Um, for his birthday, he wants uh, just to cruise into bowl eligibility. So here we go. What do you find, gentlemen, believe FSU has to do to not only win this one, but the next two to make my birthday wish come true? So that would get them the bowl eligibility, just you know, 6-0 cruising. Um, great food at CP or Zaxby's. Drink the Luna Coffee every morning. Subscribe for a buck. If enough there of you, you subscribe, Warchant staff will make a shirtless Warchant calendar for all of us to enjoy. How about that? We should do that, Aslan. I was thinking about, you know what? And I'm going to be vain for a second because right, I've told from, you this already. Right, I'll, focus, I'll tell people. We've we got 40 more questions, Corey. Focus, I don't care. Focus. I texted a shirtless picture of myself to Aslan. Oh, gosh. I, I don't care if y'all know it. I don't care. I texted it to two people. Stephanie, um, just as a joke more than anything, um, and then I texted it to Aslan because I thought Aslan, because he's a workout freak, he's been doing it for years, he does it every day. I thought he'd be proud of his partner and what his partner looked like. Um, I uh, was, you know, I am. And I think you are. I th I'm sure it was weird. I know it's weird. I, 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 I trust you've deleted it. Um, ooh, you should send it maybe to the, the girl in New Orleans. <laughs> but anyway, um, I... I, you know, people, people are very kind and tell me, uh, how, you know, I've lost a lot of weight, man, Corey, you look like you've lost a lot of weight and I have, but I don't but, think they know yeah, that I've reshaped my body. Chiseled, chiseled, defined. Well, not, not necessarily Ch defined, chiseled. I'm not, toned. but it, there's some definition there, yeah. but I can't ever show it off. Uh, cause that would be weird. Number one. So I think maybe we have a war champ pool party. Okay. <laughs> what about that? Aslan? we just, we live streaming it from Gene's house. Oh, all right, I'm in. I'm and I in. just, every 20 minutes or so, I go stand in front of the camera and kind of lick my biceps like a cat. Um, yeah, it's very vain. I apologize for that. But, you know, it's been seven months or so, eight months almost of doing this. I, I'm happy with the results, and I'm excited. Do you feel it's sustainable? Like, is this like a new lifestyle for you that you think you'll be able to carry on for, you know, quite a while? Yeah, the only thing I worry, yes, I do. The only, Because it's, it, I feel bad if I don't do it. Like, Good. I feel like if I go a day and don't do something active or something workouty, um, that's what the, that's what the, gym rats call it workout yeah. yeah um i feel like i i feel bad yeah. like i it's it weighs on me yeah. so yes Shame. i do think it's sustainable Shame. i just worry about injuries yeah you'll be fine because i'm old yeah you'll be fine all right what does floor state have to do to be six and zero? Oh? um they got to get some guys back um okay you know the quarterback clearly um and there are some guys on that defensive line that i don't know um you know, Wake's going to be tough, man, because they can they're they're going to score some points. Hopefully, you would think if Jordan pra Travis is practicing on Wednesday of this week, that at worst he would be good to go for the Wake game. Again, we have no inside knowledge. I'm not giving away any secrets. At worst, he'd be ready to go for the Wake game. But is he a hundred percent? Can he like you think about Jordan Travis's the all the crazy plays he made against LSU? He didn't have a lot of runs. But, man, he skirted around in the pocket. He scooted up. He mo he made guys miss and then made throws downfield. And the best play he made against Louisville was when that linebacker comes completely free on the first drive of the game, and he does a spinny-do, sprints away from him, and finds Johnny Wilson down to, like, the two-yard line. Will he still be able to do that if he's not 100%? Because that is an element of this offense, and that's certainly an element of his game that, that makes it can make it next level. Um, so I would want him to be healthy, and I think you got to get – uh, you know, some dudes back on the defensive line. If that happens, I trust that I trust what I'm seeing enough to think that certainly five and zero, NC State. Even if you're full capacity, was always going to be tough. 
if you're not going to be if you're not at full capacity, that's going to be uh, really really tough. So that's what I think. I just get stop sustaining injuries and get healthier, and you have a real chance. Well said, Corey. Thanks, buddy. Sunday Gold, wake up. Last year after known four start, Corey turned the season around by asking Mike Norvell what his message to recruits was. Mm. If they beat Boston College and start four and zero, will you ask Norvell if it's the same message? If Norvell talks for four or more minutes. Should I book a room in Charlotte? It's a good question. I don't think you want to screw with a winning streak, though. So whatever he's doing, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he needs, if he goes 4-0, I don't think he needs, like, a, a viral prodding. moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's just, let's just keep asking the questions about Fitzgerald and other things. You know what I mean? Let's just yeah. keep steady the course. Like, we don't need him to, like, go chase, and not that he did this anyway. We don't need him to do... You know, he's done it a few times where he gets that, that glean in his eye um, and laser focused on a question. I think we just need to keep keep rolling along. And not, babe, don't even mention the winning streak. Just keep rolling along. I don't know if I want to uh, – but, yeah, man. Uh, and I just don't want to reverse course if they're 4-0. I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But, yeah, if they go 4-0 to mean that they were – what would that make them, then 9-3 and since that moment? Sounds right. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, again, I'm, I'm not saying I should be – that my name should be in the Florida State Hall of Fame. But you're but getting I'm not a ring, saying it shouldn't. You're getting a ring, though. Yeah, absolutely right. I'm getting my ACC championship <laughs> ring for sure. Uh, all right, let's bundle these two up. Uh, Primo no, uh, is back. He had a two-parter with his over-under. And then SR5. Uh, SR5, Jared Verse, injury. Does it appear to be not as bad as we thought after the replay in the Louisville game? I never did see it. So, uh, But judging by his body language, I thought it would be pretty catastrophic. But... We don't know. Maybe Corey can answer it better. And then Primo's asking about Duke Cooper. He saw his name in the practice notes. Is he looking good or back to old form? I think he might be just – he's going to give us the best he's got as much as he can, as often as he can. When Adam Fuller said against LSU, he gave us all the guts he had or something to that effect, that kind of makes you believe that he's probably just going to be playing hurt. I mean, a lot of guys do. Uh, we don't know the extent of some guys, but when a coach is up there basically lauding you and saying that the only reason you were able to play a game is because of the guts that you have, just makes me think that you know there's you, you need more than like a two week bye week to get right. So uh, they'll get they'll squeeze as much as they can out of Duke, but I don't know if old form is maybe apropos. Him, Jared versus what do you think about those? Two I mean, he court? basically got the last two and a half weeks off though. Um, he no, I will say this: he did look better to me on. Um, one of those days, Tuesday or Wednesday, he flashed to me more than he had flashed since early August. Uh, so I think that was a positive sign. And he is out there a bunch. Um, so that that is a that is a positive sign. Um, I, I don't know what's going It's a mystery, man, because, again, there might be some guys that wear green and he isn't. Um, so I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but both Norvell and Fuller mentioned that he was hurt, uh, that he was injured. I think Norvell used the term injured when he was talking about him a couple days ago. Um, so he clearly is. Something's not right. But the thing that's mysterious about it, Aslan, is I was I was skeptical of what I was seeing. I, I know when he got hurt. I saw it. I was skeptical of what I was seeing before that. Oh. Right. That's, that, that's what's so confounding about – because, again, guys, in the spring and then the first week of fall camp, he looked like a dominating cornerback. He looked like – the guy that was going to be first team all ACC, maybe an all American, maybe a Thorpe award candidate next year. Cause he's only a sophomore that that's how good he was. He was locking down everyone. 
and then it just wasn't it just stopped uh and then he got you know he got hurt and he he has tried to uh you know play through it he was out there on the field but I don't know if I can say that he's going to be the guy he was at the end of last year in the spring. I haven't seen that guy yet. I saw a little more of it this week than I have in previous weeks, but um, it might have been just me wanting to see it. Um, but, yeah, he, you know, he's – Man, he, he played he, four I think, snaps. I didn't realize he only yeah. played four snaps against Louisville. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's not grading out anywhere near as great as he did last season through the two games that he has played. So, yeah, he, he didn't play against Duquesne. That's right. They, they rested him up, so – uh, what about Jared Verse? You want to? Is there anything you can say that won't get us in trouble? No, Definitely. I just what I'll say. I said it on headlines uh, when he went down in the way. As long as he was in the tent, because I had I was Ira on the because oh, yeah. Ira wasn't there. I had to have the binoculars on him. Uh, My binoculars, watching, by the way. My binoculars, like well, our binoculars, game. right? There are we're partners. Our binoculars. Um, and so I watched him come out of the tent. I watched him talk to the doctors. I watched him walk down to the other end of the field. And just his reaction and his body movement was like, okay, he just got told horrible news. Yeah. And, you know, again, I'm not a doctor, but from what I can tell, I don't think anything that we saw on Friday night against Louisville was season-ending for any of those guys. That's just my untrained, unprofessional, um, you know, unsourced opinion. Have no idea, though. None when when uh, any of them could be back. Drill Sergeant Porter, wake up. Aslan hoped the victory Friday night and seeing FSU flap their wings on the sidelines gave you at least a little closure from when Lamar Jackson did it. Uh, somebody somebody, gift me. Show me that. That'll help. What's it? Yeah, when Johnny Wilson scores, he's doing like a bird. Like oh, a, he's bird like, they call him Birdman. Why? Because he just he can fly. He's just big, large, like big bird, I guess. I was going to say, birds aren't large other than the big, yeah, the Sesame Street. Condor. He's a condor. You know, those, that's a big Condor's bird. an awesome name. Yeah. Birdman is, uh, it's a movie from like a, what, eight, nine years oh. ago? Good movie. <laughs> Michael All Keaton, in one and take. It's, it's amazing. I was crazy. Yeah. It's, well, not one take, but each scene was like a 25 minute scene that they all just did, they did it once. It's crazy. I still would have voted Boyhood. I thought Boyhood was a better movie. Um, and then um, the, the, the Miami Heat player. Yeah, Chris what's his Anderson? name? I can't remember his name. Something yeah, Anderson? Chris he Anderson. was the Birdman. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it with Johnny. I, I guess we got to ask him that if we if we ever get to talk to him again. Uh, going into the season, I just want us to make a bowl. So now I'm just enjoying it one week at a time. Much better mm. to be a Noel right now than a Gator, whose quarterback has as many touchdown passes this season as I do. Thank you both, and go Noles. Thank you, Drill Sergeant Porter. Has he not thrown one single touchdown, Richardson? I won. guess not. I, I, all I remember is because I didn't get to watch all the Utah game because right. we were in New Orleans doing fun stuff. But I saw some highlights where he looked out of this world. I guess those were two-point conversions yeah. um, where he was running around and pump faking and doing everything. I mean, he did. He looked pretty good in that game. He Gosh, made some throws. Did you see that two-point conversion Kyler Murray converted on Sunday where he like yeah. literally scrambled like 90 yards? Yeah, it was 21 seconds. Was it was a 21-second cool. play. That was cool. That's Down. crazy. Can you imagine being like a defensive <laughs> tackle chasing that guy around? You just want to take off his helmet and hit it with it, hit him with it. Uh, Dalvinism. Now that we've seen what this team can be and the kind of talent already here and on the horizon, are the expectations raised for Mike Norvell and this team moving forward? Will they be held to typical Florida State football standards from here on out? In short, is the rebuild period over? I, I well, it's a good question. I, I get it. I, I would say yes. If they yeah. win eight or nine games this year. Um, 
then yes, I would say that the, the floor has been raised and the expectations are higher for next year because you don't want to go, you don't want to dip back down. But I still think that means you're on an ascent. Um, so Florida State fans rightly will not be happy with, it. they'll be happy, I think, eight and four this year. Now that also might mean you go four and four in your last eight, which isn't great. But say you do that and then win a bowl. You go nine and four after what we've seen the last two years. I think everybody listening to this now would probably still take that. Maybe not Aslan, but everybody else. But then after that, you know, the ascension has to continue. You don't want to level off. So, yeah, that's you can't come a, become a victim of your own success either. Like, if you win nine games, people are expecting you to stack upon that. And, you, you know, so I, I think that I don't know if I'd call it quite over yet, though, because if you're rebuilding to what Florida State is supposed to be and has traditionally been, well, nine wins is like the floor. Eight wins is the floor. So there's still some work to go, some room to some room to grow and some work to do to get to where that is your floor instead of your ceiling. So I would say next year would be the absolute, okay, now we're going to see the fruits of this labor. You're looking at a, 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 you know, a top 25 offense, maybe a top 25. D. You, your roster has NFL guys on it. Like that's when you're going to know, I think, that when the rebuild is over. Yeah, you know, after 2010, I was like, all right, he's got this thing figured out. We're good to go. Like, I'm like, our right, Jimbo's got it figured out. Like, that was enough for me. I'm like, all right, he's stabilized it. He's brought in guys. You kind of believe in what he's doing. He's regained control of the state. We're on We're on an upward. Even after 11, I, you know, it wasn't obviously a good sign that you, you took a step back and only won eight games that season. But I wasn't like, ah, you know, we're doomed or anything like that. Like, but don't I, you think that had something to do with them? I mean, at that time, even though they won, I think they went nine and four that year, maybe. Um, they had the number one recruiting class in the country. That 11 class was the class. Don't you think hurt. that helped everything? Uh, yeah, but again, I just think the fact that like they were they, they still beat Miami. And it was ugly, hideous, atrocious yeah. game to against Florida, but... Um, I, don't, I, I guess like that kind of stuff, those moments kind of made me think, all right, things are stabilized and, you know, the, the past is the past. Now everything ahead of us is going to be probably a lot bigger and brighter. So I, I think that's what this season has proven. Like, right, he's he's patched it up enough that even if these guys do leave, I mean, Johnny's, you know, NFL draft eligible. So is Jared Verse. If, he's, if Johnny stays healthy, Jared Verse comes back, balls out and they leave. I don't know. I just feel like they've demonstrated to us that they can reload. So... Now get some guys in the high school that you start churning and developing and you have a timeline, a little bit more leeway. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like in terms of like I, you need to compete for a conference title and winning your state and then getting into the playoff. I feel like they have now – I mean, listen, right now we're sitting here talking about them being 4-0 after this game and if they can beat Wake and maybe get past NC State. Like you're competing for winning the Atlantic. You're competing to get into the ACC championship. And – you know, typical Florida State football standards I, is winning national championships like the dynasty. I don't know if that'll ever come back. Um, you know, th that's maybe why I was able to handle Jimbo's up and downs a little bit more. I was hoping that 13 was like, all right, we, we are back and this thing is on cruise control. We can't we can't screw this up possibly. We're always going to be winning the conference and going to the playoff. That did not wasn't the case, but I wasn't dejected over it. Um, I, I just feel like we're at a point now where we're seeing like, okay, we can compete for this conference again. That is where you want to be in this day and age with a, a soon to be 12 team playoff. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah. And I think, I think we all see that and believe that, but again, we're three games into this. Uh, but I do think the way uh, the recruiting seems to have ticked up a little bit. Um, you know, I guess we'll see what happens later today. Mm -hmm. um, they got a big guy that's on the, 
you know, that they, they might get. Uh, but I think that w- w- it, it might be, is this the 10 season or is this the 11 season? If you want to, if you want to go back and kind of compare, because I don't know, like, I, I just don't know, like that 11 season in hindsight, when you think about losing EJ for two weeks, uh, a game and a half, up. you lost yeah. him in the Oklahoma game. You lost him for all the Clemson game. You lost both of those games. Now, do you beat Oklahoma if EJ's your starting quarterback? Probably. Do you beat Clemson? I don't know. I mean, you put up 30 points without him, but maybe you beat him in that game too. I, I don't know. Um, you beat Wade. You could, you probably, if he's, yeah, if he's healthy and starts the whole game. So the point is they were, you could see how close they were. Yes. You could feel it. You could see it. Plus, on top of that, he was bringing in uh, the best recruiting class in the country. Norvell is not doing that. But I also think he's having the to portal, work. the portal, though, Corey. Right, though, the portal, though. He is doing really good in the portal. His yes, eye he, on the portal is, is pretty darn keen. He has aced the portal yeah. so far. He is doing well there, and that can only abode for more. Like, when you think about uh, Johnny Wilson and Jermaine Johnson in back-to-back years, not even mentioning Verse, who showed out when he was playing, what that does to, for guys around the country that are looking for a, a fresh start or you know a, a better chance to go succeed. Florida State will now, in my opinion, be at the top of the list uh, of guys in the portal that can really play. So that's a good place to live, but you still got to start bringing in a, a little more high-caliber high school players as well. All right, let's keep it there. We'll skip ahead to Calvin okay. Duke. Uh, my question, Hakeem Williams commits today, a guy who would really boost our momentum on the trail. Can we beat out Jimbo Cristobal and company on this one? Any insight? Uh, Chad Simmons and Michael Langston talked about it. There's a video that you've probably already seen if you're a big recruit guy. But even the RPM, which is the recruiting prediction machine that we have now here at On3, has Hakeem Williams projected to go to Florida State. So it does sound like there's a high amount of confidence that they'll get a five-star wide receiver out of South Florida to come here and beat out Jimbo and a whole bunch of money and the hometown team and some other teams. Hopefully that it would works be out big. That, way. that would be big. That would be big. I think he's like a universal five star. Like yes. on every side, he's a yeah. five star wide receiver. That is, that is, that would be enormous for what it says maybe to the rest of the country and what it says to Florida State fans about uh, this guy's ability to recruit and bring in high level high school talent. And since we did mention injuries, uh, in t- with this is the 2011 season, I mean, not as many injuries in 2011, but you know, your quarterback gets hurt. That kind of affects everything. Uh, Calvin wants to let us know that he is one of the biggest Noel fans you can imagine. I don't want anything on pessimistic. Uh, but I've never seen injury luck, in quotation marks, luck, quite as bad as the Knowles. Starting to wonder if body by storms is more like bodily harm by storms. Mm. Hey, mm. I just want our guys to stay healthy, have the best chance they can at the next level. Best av- ability is availability. Well, yeah, Robert Scott got rolled up on. You know, Jordan's just had, you know, he's just had a lot of people run into him and it's inflicted damage onto his body. I don't know if that's the strength coach's problem. I, you know, bless Harris tearing a bicep. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much that's being trained and, and, and things of that nature. I don't even remember what happened to Jared. I don't, I don't think he was high loaded. It was like friendly fire, right? Didn't yeah, I think it was Caleb? Deloach, Deloach getting him yeah. uh, right on the outside of the knee and kind of pushing it into his other knee. It yeah. seemed like so, um, just kind of a, a unfortunate confluence of things, man. It, it happens to some teams. Unfortunately, it's happening to Florida State right now. So. I can tell you this, and I know nothing about physiology and the body and injuries and anything else. I just know my brain and how I would work. But after the fourth guy went down in Louisville for oh, something go. that looked kind of go. innocuous, here we go. Um, I'd just lose my mind. Mm. I, I would want to fire everybody. 
and not, and it's not their fault. I'm not saying it's their fault. It's just I get why fans are getting are asking these questions. I certainly don't think um, these guys have a history. They have a track record. They know what they're doing. They wouldn't work. They wouldn't be in this job if they didn't. You, you just get so frustrated. You wanna you wanna lash out at someone. You wanna blame someone. Um, and really, I I just think it's bad luck, man. I how do you how do you what what exercises do you do? to make your knee not push the wrong way when a kid dives into it full speed. No. I don't know. What, what, what exercises do you do with your ankles to make sure when somebody rolls up into you from behind that you can withstand that and just hop right up? Like that's, uh, or Lyles with his knee or anything, man. Like I, our bicep, I just don't know. I don't know anything about it. I just know I would be losing my mind and I would be cursing at the football gods no. uh, and everybody in my orbit because I, I would be a psychopath like, like Jimbo. I thought you were going to want to like challenge Louisville. I thought you were going to with the Louisville always hurting our players. I was going to fight Satterfield at midfield thing, but nice. Oh, nice that's an option twist. too. That's option number. That's op plan B. Okay. Uh, your plan A this weekend should be to watch the Knolls win, go to four and zero, and as well maybe make some dollars by going to mybookie.ag and betting on some winners. Forgot to give Corey some games to pick to give us winners. Um, I haven't been all that great, but, hey, maybe we can ride our guys from South Alabama a little bit longer. Right now, the Knolls, 17.5-point favorites over at my bookie. the over-under 48.5 points. If you're feeling really bullish about your Knolls, go ahead and bet them to win that game and let Boston College have 17.5 points at it. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WARCHANT. If it's your first time signing up, that deposit will be doubled instantly. And there's a whole bunch of things you can bet on. NFL, there's live betting, there's a casino, a virtual casino. So go on over to my bookie and uh, find out what your uh, sort of uh, drink of choice is when it comes to having some fun on the side. Are there any games you want me to look up, Core, that you want to, you're curious about to see whether or not it would be a game that you would put on your menu of winners? How about our guy Willie Tagger going up to uh, West Lafayette to take on Purdue? They're uh, 18-point underdogs. I think they were oh, up 14-7 really? to seven on UCF, and then UCF scored like 30 unanswered on them. Yeah, Maybe I they're was, wounded. Man, Purdue's not very good, and they're wounded from that game against Syracuse. They'll take that group lightly. I think Willie's got it as athletic a team as uh, Purdue. Okay. Uh, I might – I might. yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I might, right. I might take Willie in the points on that one. What about what's uh, the uh, A and M Arkansas? Uh, that's where I was going right too. Jimbo's favored by two. Neutral site, huh? Really? That's stinky, right? That's a stinky line, and I don't know what you're supposed to do when it's when it's stinky like that. Like, do you A and M's favored, it? huh? Yeah, there's no way I think they'd be favored. I think yeah, and I think Arkansas hammered them last year too. Um, where are they playing? It's at the Jerry's World. I'm pretty sure oh. it's neutral site. It's not on campus. Yeah, and that will be a neutral site. Like Arkansas will bring a ton of people over there. Um, yeah, Texas, yeah, man, that's a state, goofy yeah. line. I, I, I don't, I don't even want to. I wouldn't even want to touch yeah, it because yeah, it seems right, so okay. goofy. All right, um, maybe there's. Uh, let me see. If there's something else I can throw at Corey. See what he would think about. You're not a West Coast guy. I'm not going to give you the West Coast game. What about uh, your your, your uh, neighbors, Georgia Tech? They're twenty Ooh. and a half point underdogs at UCF. I w man. They were so bad against Ole Miss. Like, I know Ole Miss is a pretty decent, talented team, but 42 to nothing. It just seems like they might have given up. Um, oh, what about Florida-Tennessee? Would... I'm sorry. I'm, I hate okay, to we'll do that there. one. There you go. You want you want a 10 and a half. You're going you're gonna to take the Gators, aren't you? You think Tennessee uh, might win. The but... Gators are getting 10 and a half points? Yeah. Absolutely, I'm taking oh, the Gators. Gross. Man, gross. they have won. Tennessee has beaten that team once in the last 16 years. 
and now they're double-digit favorites. Give me a break because they beat Pitt without their starting quarterback for half the game. Like, that's crazy. Uh, I and it, Man, this seems like a game that Florida will – maybe they don't win, but they will – because everybody's down on them because of the way they looked against South Florida. Yeah. They're going to rise up, play to the level of their competition, and that is going to be a game in the fourth quarter. Right. I hope I'm wrong, guys. I hope Tennessee wins by 50. But I just – I mean, I've watched it too, for too many years. Tennessee never beats Florida. So now they're going to go into a game feeling confident against Florida? That seems like a recipe for a heartache in the fourth quarter. Sometimes you got to bet with your mind and not your heart. That's why I have Corey here to cut through all this stuff. Go to mybookie.ag. Have some fun. It's not your grandfather's bookie. It's, it's my bookie. Mybookie.ag, promo code WARCHAN. Corey, let's keep these next four kind of tight. They're, uh, they're We should be pretty quick hitters on these. Dixie Knoll, wake up. Uh, who do you and Corey believe will be the breakout players on offense and defense? I think I picked Johnny Wilson last week, so I want to pat myself on the back. And I was like, it's going to be it's going to be Johnny and Jared every every week, and I don't know about Jared's availability. He thinks Micah on offense, Derek McClendon on defense. That's pretty pretty good pick. I think Micah. Uh, those are both good picks. Um, I think Micah, and I'm going to say um, Akeem Dent. Ooh, okay. I think Akeem Dent might get a might get himself a turnover too, but Micah. Uh, I just think that's going to be a tough matchup for whoever's trying to cover him in the slot. I don't. Boston College traditionally struggles, let's just say, with a- a- athleticism outside, um, and he needs to, he needs to have a good game. He hasn't had a good game. I thought he had a great practice on Wednesday. That's the best he's looked in a while, and he just needs to build on that and have himself a good game. Um, I guess I will co-sign Micah, and then I'll defensively how about Pat Payton. I'll say Patrick Payne because I think there McClendon, you, you know. We know who he is. I think Patrick Payne is a name that a lot of Florida State fans that don't listen to this show, that aren't heavily invested like you all are, maybe don't know. And he'll probably have enough reps to go ahead and, and, and make a name for himself, at least within the Florida State community. So uh, I guess I'll go with Micah and Patrick Payton. Nolboy02. Hey, guys. Scenario. Season's on the line. Your starting quarterback is out. Who do you start? Tate Rodemaker, Marcus Outson. Ooh, man. Uh, I feel Marcus earmuffs. I'm taking Man. Tate, Corey. Yeah. I'm taking Tate. I just think, you know, Outson was a better athlete, and I think Rodemaker's a pretty good athlete. Outson could move, man. He could run. Um, I just I don't think he was that talented a thrower. I think Rodemaker has, actually has some pretty special stuff in him as a thrower. As a the way he can throw it, the arm strength. Jeff Halfley the, said he's got the strongest arm he's seen on tape this year. I mean, it's it's pretty. I mean, it really does play. It 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 is. And when he's really stepping arm. into it, man, he can whip it. I mean, he spins it. I just think he's got he's got much more arm talent than than Rooster ever did. Um, you just he hasn't done it enough, man. So I'm not convinced. I just know it's in there though. So that's why I'd probably go with Rodemaker because I think maybe your ceiling's a little higher if it would ever. If it would ever completely click with him, I think your ceiling's a little higher with Rodemaker. Noel Dad for life or for L. Uh, he's got another added to his brood recently here. Congrats to him. Uh, shout out to my six-year-old daughter, Reagan, who reminds my Gator father-in-law that Gators are gross and stink every time she sees them. Hashtag mm. proud dad. Amen. Uh, question. Here we go with this one again. We can keep this one probably pretty tight as well as the next one. Uh, would you rather go 10-2, and two, losses are Miami and Florida, or 9-3, and three, but you lose to Syracuse, Clemson, and NC State. He takes the former this year. Uh, he would rather go ten and two, 
and uh, you lose to Miami and Florida because at least his argument is that you probably are going to the ACC title game. Yes, which is true. Yep, yep. I, that's the that's the answer. And ah. there is a chance perhaps you could play Miami again in that. Okay. Oh, see, all right. I'll play that 4D chess. I'll take it in yeah. that case because yeah, you yeah. get it. Got to win the state. Got to win the state a little bit somehow. I don't know, man. Getting to the ACC championship game would be an enormous deal. But yes, it would it would sting to be you'd be ten and one, and then you lose. And so you're probably oh. ninth in the country, and then you oh. lose to Florida to finish off the at regular home, season at no, home. That would be tough. Oh. That would be tough. But still, no. Nope, I'm taking two, nine and three. I'm, you, you you reconvinced me to stick oh, with my guns. Sorry. I'm going All back right. to nine okay. and three, Corey. I'm back in nine right. and three. I'm chasing championships over here, man. Oh. Not just state ones. I'm cha- I'm chasing real actual rings they give out. Would we sit here and be like, man, they're still ten and two though, man? Like, look how far we've come. Like, yes. Yeah, I look, if you like yes, because I I remember this in 2012 crystal clear is as crushing and stupid and just inexplicable inexplicable, inexplicable a loss that was against that. NC State. And I get it. And Oh, I thought it was about the Florida. Game. Well, in the Florida game too, but I was talking about the NC State game. I mean, you were still number 3 in the country, which Florida State hadn't been in a decade. Yeah. You, when you lost that game. And again, it's like you don't want to pat yourself on the back for climbing a ladder and then falling off it. But you still got to the top of the – you got to see what it was like again. And so it was a good sign that you would be – it was a good sign that you had gotten that high and you'd reach that peak. I think if we're sitting there at 10-2 and two with this team coming off a 5-7 and seven season, I think that, yes, even as frustrating as it would be to lose to Florida, man – a 10 win, you would be able to in the moment appreciate while still being very frustrated, um, appreciate how much the program had the, the, the ranks it had risen to, um, in, in one short year from an 0 and 4 start. I, I still think, yeah, I don't, you, right. I think you'd have that yeah. perspective even with, uh, just awful frustration. Jay Glaze 32, wake up first time poster 727, born and raised. Shout out. That's my hometown, so you don't have to even announce anybody. That's not a town. It's just my vicinity. All right. What's your favorite game against Boston College? 2007 is his gut, but he's going to say 2019. Odell at the helm. Bowl eligibility. Uh, well, actually, it was bowl eligibility. That was me adding. Uh, he was right. Uh, so he says 19. I'm going to go 2005. I was there. ACC debut oh. for the for the Golden Eagles. And we mucked around and got a dub. And I ripped out grass from the shrubs outside the stadium and just walked 10 blocks with it in my hand, just yelling, sod game, sod mm. game. And they'd be like, what you doing? Smarten up. Smarten up. Get out. Go back to Florida. Mm. Punk punk kid. Yeah. Well, hey, you were. You could have been I was. That. I was. I was terrible. I was terrible. What about I you, Corey? What's say... your favorite PC memory? They've had some good ones, man. The 07 game against Matt Ryan. That's what his gut uh, instinct is. 14, raining, Guayo just knocking no, out no, field goals. I would, no, Honestly, I'm going to go, uh, I think I'm going to say 13. Because that's oh, a game. They got yeah, down 17 to yeah, 3. Yeah, yeah. And that's a game where you knew you just knew Jimbo was going to lose this game. Yep, they, here we go again. 18-point <laughs> favorite. They come out sloppy. They let a team go right down the field. They're, they don't look like they're ready to play. It's seventeen to three, and that was that was really the moment I think when you're like, okay, this kid is completely different. He 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 checks all the boxes. Number one at quarterback, but also even if Florida State is poised to have a Jimbo game, this guy breaks through that whatever that shield is 
Um, and it, it makes that irrelevant. The annual Jimbo game where they kind of struggle against a lesser team, not with this guy. Now it happened a lot the next year, but that's that's when you knew that, man, this team is, even though the defense didn't look great that day, this team has a chance to be otherworldly because this is nuts. You don't go put 48 on the road um, against a, a bowl team. Boston College was a decent team, and they put up 48. That's when you knew, okay, this one's completely different than anything we've ever seen. Knowles underscore no underscore one. Aslan, you don't have to use the underscores in my screen name. It just stands for number one. Next right. time. Gotcha. Next time. All right. Um, what numbers does Jordan Travis put up if Johnny Wilson goes for over 1,000 yards? And would that put Jordan in position to be ACC player of the year or a dark horse Heisman contender? Uh, I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, he definitely would be in the conversation for ACC player of the year. If he, if he plays all these games and he has a thousand yard receiver, because you know that I think Pokey's going to, I mean, Pokey's on pace for 800. I think Micah, you haven't even tapped Micah yet. Micah's going to start making plays, man. He's going to be a big part of this offense, I think. Um, and he might have a couple of breakout games and then, uh, Winston Wright could be coming back hopefully sometime soon. And then, so, yeah, I, I don't you think, I mean, if, if, if they can win nine games um, and Jordan Travis looks like he's looked, I certainly think he's in the conversation uh, for ACC Player of the Year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's right now is 14th in the nation in QBR. So that's good. Well, and, and it, it helps, too, that who's he, like Van Dyke, who you would have thought was ahead of him uh, before the season, yeah. Leary. Clemson doesn't really have anybody that would – that would I think would be offensive player of the year. Maybe the Shipley kid at running back. He's pretty special, but um, there's not there's not and Malik Cunningham. You know he had a game where he scored seven points. I don't know that you look around the conference and there's a definite number one pick for ACC player of the year right now, or a guy that you would project in November to be well ahead of the uh, like Virginia went out and scored seven or three points in a loss a couple weeks ago, um, got manhandled. The North Carolina kid maybe. The quarterback? No, May or something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I, but I, I, yeah, George, it's not like it's it, Drake and May. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman, maybe. I don't know. I, but I, I definitely think if they win and Jordan Travis keeps looking like this, then yeah, he should, he could certainly be in the conversation. I don't think, I don't think Heisman's going to happen this year, but uh, not with a great Stetson Bennett up in Athens. You're not, you're not unseating that kid. Mm. A grumpy BK, happy three and zero. I'll let you handle this one, Corey. Uh, if Amari Gaynor returns before Jared Verse, do you see them potentially using him off the edge to get some more speed rush and contain from the defensive ends and linebackers? Yeah. If that were to happen, which is a monumental if, but then yeah, I would. I would. That's what I would do. Um, he, he also like. I, I think the development of Brendan Gant. You know, Adam Fuller said that as much on Monday. He was kind of asked about what Gant did on special teams, but he's like, yeah, no, he also played well at defense. I think he played 10 or 12 snaps. Uh, and he was so effusive in his praise for Brendan Gant and how he's 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 adapted to linebacker and, and kind of embraced the it role. inspires me, or did Norvell say yeah. that? Was that I, was, was one of them. It was like, he, uh, Brendan Gant inspires me. I told him that the other day. It's like, wow. Yeah, I think that was Norvell. That seems like more of a Norvell thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but either way, they were both very effusive in their praise for him. And I know Adam Fuller for a fact said we've got a pro we we he needs to be on the field more like he's earned more reps. So if Brendan Gann has become this kind of guy that they can count on, then um, yeah, if Amari Gaynor were to come back again, big if when who knows when? Yes, I would think he'd be somebody you could you could line up outside and try to get around a, a tackle. 
Polo Noel, Corey Aslan, wake up. It's Boston College Week. It's Renegade Express time. Not really a question, more of an appreciation statement for you guys as Noel fans. Thanks for keeping us up to date throughout the year. As a new subscriber, it's great to not only listen to you guys on WarChant TV, but also to read what's going on in the program. It's only a dollar, everybody. Amen. I mean, again, Amen. It's, it's only... like we planted that one, we and we didn't. That was from the heart. Yeah. It's great to be able to plant, or sorry, uh, you said plant, put it in my head. It's great to actually be able to go back and forth with rival fan bases and be able to back our stuff up with on-the-field play. Um, all right, he asked about what we're going to wear, though. What colorway, which is, I guess, what the kids call your, uh, that's what they call the Nike shoes, what the colorway is it, but, uh, I don't know, let's go garden and gold, man. Friday, Saturday night, let's just, let's say, let's just stay uh, garden and gold, and then BC, maybe they'll come out white tops. Oh, I thought he was things. asking what you and I were going to wear. No, he was asking I'm what like, man, the... I hadn't laid out my outfit yet. I know Aslan has it planned for the month. Yep, absolutely. I haven't laid out my outfit yet. I don't know, probably some, uh, you know, collared shirt and blue jeans. Garnett was saying maybe he was saying maybe they were, they'll wear black because Boston College's color is close to ours. Please don't. Yeah, <laughs> like they've worn black before against Boston College. It did not go well. I just don't do it. Don't, I mean, you you I get it. Do it once a year with the with the frosty whites. I see. You whites. don't ever need to wear black again. Yeah, I don't I think you can wear all garnet or something. But just go with your cool normal. I mean, they used to be a lot cooler. Granted. They need to get back to the you know the Warwick Dunn days of uniform color and 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 everything. But yeah, man, just go with go with garden gold. Gary Sensamelia, uh, Sensamelia is kind of a marijuana weed. Mm. Gary, right. what was his last name? Sismacia. Sismacia. Who, Sismalia. by the way, I Good think job, out of all Corey. the great kickers that have rolled through this school, so um, underappreciated. He is, and I and in that 2007 Florida game, I think he kicked like a 60 yarder. No, it was like fifty something. He kicked, but yeah, he didn't kick anything that crazily. I mean, it was a. I think it was the. Was it the? I think it was the record. It was a Florida State record. I think. Let me look it up. You you go for the question. Um, Corey, way to hold strong when holding Jeff's feet to the fire on his Johnny Wilson take. The quiet confidence was eating him up. Question: How pissed is Ira going to get if all the players start getting selfies with Jaden and Lars would be post game? That's great. I love that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I think our guy's back to being Jaden Woodby. At least that's how he's uh, listed on the roster oh, really? over at Boston College. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, I like that. I like that one a lot. Did you find it? I got it right here in front of me. You're right. Oh, my God. It. 60. He hit one from 60 right before half. I remember it was right before half. I never, 60. 60 yards. Yeah, man. That's Incredible. what I'm saying. And that was when it was a game. It, that made it 24 to 12. Yeah. Um, of course, he. that was his one, two. Of course, that was his fourth field goal of the half, too. We had a lead on him. I didn't remember us having a lead on Tim Tebow ever. We did have a lead on them. Yeah, 21-yard like... field goal, not great. <laughs> a 38-yard field goal, okay. Then a 28-yard field goal, not great. You don't, you're not going to beat that, uh, that 07 Florida team, which was not a great team because their defense wasn't very good, but the offense was. Probably weren't going to beat them by settling for field goals. The 60-yarder, though. He kicked a 19-yarder to make it 21-9. Oh, he did? Gosh, Mike Norvell is probably would cringe if he saw it. it just... A 19-yard field goal. Yikes. That's not, <laughs> oh, that's not great. That's not great. But, yeah, 60-yarder. How about that? Lot, uh, and, yeah, I do what I can. I do what I can with the on the headlines. I try to hold feet. And, I, you know, literally I even said it beforehand. I'm like, I just want to – let's get some spirited debate going. I knew what was going to happen. I know what triggers – what triggers my man has, and I and I went for you it. Push uh, the buttons, you. Yep, push just the pushing buttons. buttons, baby. I'm like I'm a puppeteer, man. I'm a puppeteer. <laughs> my marionettes dance. <laughs> Vegas Knoll eighty seven. Wake up, boys. Long time, first time. Who do we want to win Saturday? Wake Forest or Clemson? That's a good. It's a question, good question, man. It really is. Yeah. 
<sighs> I think you want to play the long game and have Clemson maybe still be unranked when they or still be undefeated when they come to Florida State. Uh, I need to look at that week of games to see how legitimate it is that Florida State can maybe host game day with uh, Clemson coming to town. I feel like that might compete with Alabama, Tennessee. All that game will probably be on um, CBS, so maybe ESPN's more likely to not go there. Um, but I don't know. Just uh, never want Wake, Dabo to win, man. I don't ever want Dabo to win. I was going to say, I think Wake, just for that reason, like Clemson has dominated this conference now for almost a decade. Um, it oh. needs to start oh, kind of winding it back a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that's better for the conference, weirdly, but I do. I think it's better for the conference if Wake beats Clemson. This will be a tough do. one. Uh, it's, Al, it's the third Saturday in October, so it's Bama, Tennessee. You got Penn mm. State, Michigan, mm. Southern Cal, Utah. Um, so don't you think there's maybe a better chance? Because if Wake beat Clemson, they would. I don't know what they're ranked now, but they would shoot into the top fifteen for sure. Yeah. Um, the better chance of hosting game day might be if both teams are four zero and Wake just beat Clemson. You, yeah, but you got Bama, Arkansas next week. Uh, and you have NC State at Clemson. Arkansas. You have NC State at Clemson too. Yeah, but so, that won't be yeah. that won't be it if Clemson just lost. Like, right, why right, would you right. go there when the the team that just beat Clemson is playing another undefeated team that's a huge ratings draw? By the way, did I mention this earlier about the, no, the two point eight million? Do it, do it. Yeah. So the two. So uh, floor. So Louisville UCF that played the Friday night right before Florida State in uh, Louisville played. Drew, I think like 1.7 million over all platforms and in, uh, in venues. Uh, Florida State, the very next week, playing the exact same team, uh, drew a million more than that. And I don't think that includes the streaming yet. So just actual ratings was a 2.8, like 2.8 million. Watch that. And it was two unranked teams. One of them had already lost to Syracuse and barely won the, the week after that. And Florida State, you know, was 2-0 and hadn't played in two weeks. Again, I just think when people wonder about Florida State's place when all this is done, it was like the second highest rated Friday night game in five, four years. So when, when and it was a Louisville, when, when you're worrying about Florida State's place when all this shakes out and where it fits into the puzzle, understand Florida State draws and still draws and will continue to draw. And that is a, not to keep using that word, that is a huge, should be a huge draw for whatever conferences might be, uh, Excited for them to join down the road. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, we're. we're yeah, we might not get game day this year unless. Yeah, they, I don't think we're gonna get game day this year because next week it's Kentucky at Ole Miss. If they're both undefeated and it's a noon, they've already announced it for noon. They'll just roll right from game day into that game, the Grove. Oh, I'll be honest with you. I don't care if game day comes. Yeah, I know. I, you mean, don't, I but you know, everybody it, else it, that listens to the show does. It, no, and it'd be cool. It'd be cool, but I, you know, I just. More, I still. Th I'm just answering the question, not not now how it impacts game day. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah screw Dabo. Screw Dabo. Yeah, screw Dabo. Screw Clemson. They need to start losing some games. Uh, Mark Naples, wake up! I don't think we should be overconfident at all. Like Corey said on the War Channel report, it's great we're three and zero, but what a debacle it would be if we lost to a 16 point underdog, currently 17 and a half over at my bookie, at home after such a great start. Don't get cute. Play your best players if they're available and cleared by medical. Corey, I also agree with you that we would beat Boston College by at least four scores if we were at full strength, but we're not. But if we do beat BC by at least four scores with a team that we'll have on the field Saturday, will you shotgun a Sam Adams and let Ira feed you a lobster roll 
in the post-game wrap, basically telling BC to shove it in a respectful way. Go Knowles. Wish I could be there. I would definitely eat a lobster roll. I love those things, man. I love them. Like, especially when you're dipping them in the, the drawn butter. Man, that's about the best stuff on earth. Uh, it's incredible. I'm glad I don't. they're not really available down here because all this, all this work I've done on the body, Aslan, would be I'd just be eating lobster rolls every day. Uh, but no, probably not going to shotgun a Sam. Do Sam Adams even come in cans? I'm sure you can find one, yeah. I'm sure they make one One of their beers has got to be in a can. Maybe not like the, the original one, but some. I think my shot, I'm going to save my shotgun for uh, if they beat Clemson. Okay. That's where I'll do. Because Tom, did you see the, the, the Tom and uh, Tom Lang and his wife, Jamie? No. On the, I, I've. I've, I've I, I I saw that it got a lot of traction. I saw it was, yeah. it was quite popular. It was really – she crushed him, by the way. She crushed everybody because Jeff was doing it. Jeff hung on after the game for the for the in-game um, watch-along so he could watch Tom shotgun the beer. Gene came on, but Gene was drinking a porter because, of course, he's like, I'm not shotgunning a porter. He had like a, a, a sifter, like a, a wine glass drinking his beer. Jeff, Jeff chugged his. But Tom and Jamie shotgun theirs, and uh, after the debacle that Gene had after the LSU game, that was that was an all-time bad shotgun. Um, Jamie and Tom crushed it, really well done. So that I think that's going to be War Chance thing after big wins. Okay. But I feel like we got to save them for big wins. Yes. You know what I mean? Louisville was a huge win because of what they proved on the road. Um, but I, you know, Boston College at home, even with the adversity, I don't know that that's shotgun worthy. Clemson definitely is shotgun worthy. I guess NC State would be too. So I should say that. Yeah, I'll shotgun a beer at NC State if they win that one. All right, speaking of NC State, should have produced and seen this earlier and then climbed it, or rather packaged it with the uh, 2012 talk. 9-0-1, wake up, I've enjoyed the stretch of the climb. Um, what if game day's in Raleigh to watch two undefeated teams October 8th? Florida State's up 16-0 at halftime, 16-3 at the start of the fourth, but lose 17-16 as NC State scores with 16 seconds to go. What is the fan reaction? Who will take the blame? Uh, what happens to the optimism that we have right now, et cetera? That's not going to happen. But if it did happen, I just want to—I just want to see what Ira. I just want to—I will listen to the headlines for the first time in however many years just to hear what Ira is going to say. That's all I wanted. I just want to know what Ira will say after that if that were to happen, which is not. Yeah, I would think you—you you have to remember with the with the context of that NC State loss in twelve was what you would just come off in eleven with. The crazy loss at Wake, the loss to Virginia on home, the last home game of the season, um, th you know th those two losses in particular. I, I think that that was on people's minds. Then you finally get a big win. That was Jimbo's by far his biggest win at that point was the Clemson game, mm -hmm. and even that one you got behind crazily, but you you showed a lot of heart. You came back and you had a really good offense. And then two weeks later, after putting up forty eight or forty nine, whatever they did against Clemson that year, two weeks later you're. You don't score in the second half, and you're the offensive coach, and you've got a you know a first round pick at quarterback. I think that was the frustration, but I really did have, and I would, trust me, I was very frustrated in the moment that headlines the next week. It was very, we just you know we were not pleased with what we had seen, but we I think we all took a step back, not just me. I think we all did take a step back and appreciate what the program had become, and that that it was so much better than it had been three years three years prior. I think we could all see that even through the haze of anger. You could still see how much better the program is. And I think if the same thing happens this week, or sorry, this year against NC State, and they're 6-0, they're and, and they lose by a point on the road to a top-10 team, 
I think we'd still, in the moment, be very frustrated if they collapse in the second half, but you'd still be able to appreciate where the program is and what he's done for it. Armchair Osceola, quick and to the point. Who will reach 10 wins first? Mike Norvell, Jimbo Fisher. Always drink your DeLuna coffee, hit the like button. If you haven't signed up for a dollar, what are you even doing with your life? That Their words, not mine. Armchair Osceola. Right. Good words, though. Hmm. Solid words to live by. Uh, this year he's talking about or just who's going to win? Period. Which is crazy because I mean, I... if you asked me this two months ago, I'm saying Jimbo, and now I'm like, well, Probably this guy. Let's uh, ask us that again next no. week. Oh, okay. I know I do that a lot. I know I kick you, the can down the road. You do. But I want to see what AM looks like against Arkansas um, and, because I still I just don't understand that spread. Um, and then I want to see, um, frankly, who plays for Florida State yeah. and if they win this game. Because if they go 4-0 and you feel good about maybe some guys coming back or maybe even played um, – then you start thinking, okay, well, yeah, they could go six and two over their last eight games. This isn't a crazy schedule, and that gets you to ten wins or six and three if you include the bowl game. Yeah, I mean, he's going to lose Alabama, so that's right there. At best, they're ten and two in the regular season. So he's only he, he's only has one other game he could possibly lose to be nine right. and three, and then win his bowl game. They'll win their bowl game probably. Though. Jimbo does probably. Well and look, man, A and M has better players than Florida State. But okay, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. do. They don't have a better quarterback. Um, they have they have better players than than Florida State does uh, across the board, like roster wise, NFL wise. Um, doesn't mean they're a better team. I don't but, know if they got a better wide. I think they got that. They got some dynamic guys on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but I mean, I I think Johnny Wilson's probably the best skill player. Maybe their running back they have is pretty special. The guy that returned the kick against yeah. App State, and uh, I think he ran for a hundred against. Yeah, A. Miami, Chain's but... good. That's their receiver's name who escapes my mind. He's like I'd, I'd like him over Micah, uh, but I mean I don't want to get too greedy. Yeah, but they're him. I mean their defense is really good. Yeah, yeah. Real. I mean you think about I know they lost App State and that can be embarrassing, but their offense did diddly poo. They were on the field for thirty eight plays, and they still held, held App State to seventeen points. Um, and one of them, I think, was maybe turnover-rated or a special teams thing, something like that. So, man, their defense is legit. Their defense is one of the best in the country. And uh, that's he's he's recruited really well. Doesn't mean they're better than Florida State. They have better players than Florida State. So you would just think talent typically wins out, but not always. And yeah, Maybe they'll play them in a bowl, man. Maybe it'll be a New Year's Six Bowl between the 10-2 oh. and two Aggies and the 10-2 and two Knowles. Oh, the 9-3. and three. We're each 9-3, and three and we're trying to get to 10 wins. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Very big. Um, Dave from Bardstown. Can I just read this question? Can we just move on afterwards? Please, Gord, quick. Don't. Please, please don't interrupt me. Can I, can I ask? Okay. That'd be my one yeah, yeah, go, 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 go. If Norvell's confidence and ride-or-die mentality help fix Tate's fortunes, then that's what we need with Ryan Fitzgerald. First and goal, try out the kicking team. Trey Sean Afili breaks off a long run, take a knee at the 12, so Ryan can come in for a field goal attempt. Pokey Wilson, maybe what it's all about. The hokey pokey joke for the uninitiated, but not this week. Run out of bounds at the 15, so Fitzmagic can get us up by three. Knowles win 27-10, nine field goals from Ryan Fitzgerald. Busby for Heisman, a.k.a. Bourbon is your friend, a.k.a. David Bartstown, a.k.a. Aslan's least favorite subscriber. <laughs> That's not true. He's a nice person. We met him multiple times. He's a nice person. His relationship with his wife, when they're talking about his relationship with us, might be one of the favorite parts of having this podcast. It's just really funny to watch in person. Um, spear for that ass, Noel. Hey, guys, do you think the injuries the team has suffered will affect continuity? 
Yeah, yeah next man up. I do. Next man up. I do. Right. That, look, man, when you lose, whoever's playing it, you saw it against Louisville. Fabian Lovett's an enormous deal. LSU couldn't run on them at all, except for the uh, escapee-doo quarterback. They couldn't do anything running the ball. Louisville wasn't just escapee-doo quarterback running. It was straight up the gut running. Fabian Lovett is a difference maker. And whoever is backing him up isn't as good as Fabian Lovett. And the same thing with Jared Verse. So continuity, yeah, man, you hope the communication's fine, but you're just losing. You, you, you might not have your two best defensive players. And that that hurts. That just yeah, hurts. Yeah, that's talent. I don't think that's continuity, though. I mean, it, continuity, I think, Tate overthrows, you know, there's miscommunication. He throws a stop, and, and Johnny thinks it's a go, and there's a pick six. Like, that, to me, that's continuity. The fact that... Malcolm Ray's not as good as, you know, Fabian Lovett. That, to me, doesn't – that's not a continuity thing. I mean, maybe I'm being a – trying to be faux lawyer here. Um, but, yeah, man, the injuries, it's going to catch up at some point if, if these guys don't return, if somebody else goes down. Uh, absolutely. Um, but hopefully it's not this week or next week or the next three weeks. Georgia Tech, you know, we can we can be hurt for them. But nobody yeah. get hurt for the next three weeks. There you go. Tighten up. Um, Esquin67, wake up. Hail Tate. Uh, 3-0 feels so good. If we can play to our potential again this week, we should gain serious national attention. Let's see how the team reacts when there's higher expectations. I am hoping the culture is strong enough to handle it. My question, road trip podcast, great. You two have spent a good amount of time together over the past few weeks. What do each of you appreciate most about your podcast partner? What a question. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You go first. <laughs> I'm not even going to answer it. You can't even think of one thing, you jerk. No, I, I'm, no I, there's so many running through my head. I'm trying to no. think of the thing I appreciate the most. Uh, Corey's very flexible, so I'm never I'm, – we're always, okay, we're going to record at whatever time, and I'm always 15 minutes late. He never says anything about it. Um, also, I'm very thankful uh, and appreciate that um, – I don't right now because we have a lot to talk about, and these shows go on and on and on. But in March, when there's nothing to talk about, this show would not be a show without Corey. Like, Corey will – you know, intelligently discuss about discuss something that that fosters discussion and, and give us a show. So I I did radio with a dude. God bless him. Nice guy, but didn't give me a lot. And it was it was tough, man. It was really tough to do a radio show for two hours with somebody that didn't really give you a lot. Um, and with Corey, it's the complete opposite. Like I can just, you know, say banana and then, you know, mm. he'll be like, well, I used to like the banana colored jersey they wore in Mike Martin's first, you know, 10 years. And <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'd do my Liam Neeson impression. Like, well, I mean, I didn't want to put you on the spot the Liam Neeson one. You yeah, want to do some Travolta? Have, Can you do some you Travolta? You guys haven't earned that. Uh, I, would say, I would say with you, it's your ability to take a joke. Because I, you know, I, you know, I make fun of you a lot in good in good spirits, um, and you you handle it very very well. That's always that's always a bonus. All right, uh, Sunrise Knoll, Fort Lauderdale, Asante, both in your brothers. physique. Mm. I, haven't your physique. I haven't deleted the selfie, by the way. Oh, sweet! Good. Still in there. If Robert Scott does not play this week and we lose another offensive lineman, who would be the next man up? Do you think? Man, that's a good question. Estes? That's what he says. He says, Estes, question mark, Armella, question mark. I would say Estes. But they'd have to do some, they'd have to, I don't know what they would do, maybe put a manual at tackle. I, I don't know what they would do in that spot. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I would think Estes would move to guard and maybe move a manual to that's, tackle. Yeah, man, that's scary to think about. I love, yeah, I know. I love Big Meech, but, yeah, that's. It's, it's ridiculous that this has happened where they're, they're you know, they, they, they're already down, you know, 
they might be down two starting tackles for this game, and who knows for how much longer. Yeah. I feel like Armella gets more burn, but again, Norvell said last week when I asked him like specifically about Julian, and I think like Lloyd Willis, I'm like, you know, with things starting to get a little bit thinner, do you see more urgency out of them? And he said nothing specifically about them and pivoted completely to Jalen Early, which I was like, yeah. okay, all right, well, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, but Jalen Early seems to be exclusively tackle. Estes is interior, and then Armella's exclusively a tackle as well. So I guess it's a, let's not find out. Good question, right. but let's right. not find out. FSU man 50-30. I've been working overtime in the coal mines for the last three months to save up for this subscription. <laughs> haven't gotten there quite there in time. I've only right. got 89 cents so far. Bummer I'm going to miss it. Wish I had heads up for this financial decision earlier. But you already are a member. You're subscribed. You're talking. Come on, man. But it's I like oh, I like where point. you're. It's still good though. I've noticed a drop off in Jordan running the ball. Why? Do they trust him more throwing, or defenses overplaying it? And what Jordan, or do they want Jordan to take fewer hits? Any ideas as to why? Corey, I just rip. think it's more of uh, his comfort in the passing game. I think a lot of the times last year, running was just uh, the only real option. It was the best option. And now I think they feel like it's not. I think they can they, they can make more yards, get down the field quicker with his right arm and his brain than they can with his uh, legs. I, that That's my personal opinion. Obviously, every team goes into the game trying to take his legs away. But, yeah, th that Louisville game, it was an afterthought. Like, the, the before he got hurt, I don't even know if they had a designed run. No. LSU, they had a couple, and he picked up a big first down on a scramble. He, he had a 25-yard run. But, yeah, his legs weren't really in motion there. Uh, because I think Brian Kelly made sure his defense took that away, but it opened up everything else. And I just think um, when you when you feel really confident about the way you're throwing the ball and what you're seeing um, in the passing game, there's no need really to take to have your quarterback run a run a few design keepers. Yeah, and the crazy thing is he hasn't really held on to on read option, like, and he's made the right hand. You know, he's handed the ball off, and they've gotten huge chunks of yards. Yeah. Um, not against LSU, but, you know, against Louisville. Although a lot of that was with Tate came in the game, too, oddly enough. So maybe I'm speaking ill here incorrectly. But, yeah, I, I agree with Corey's point. I mean, it's, it's the confidence. He's going through all his reads, and there's something there. and he, So he doesn't need to run the ball. Simple as that. And they don't need to design the runs because he can play quarterback right now. They don't need to do that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm sure maybe in the back of their heads. Although, to Corey's point, man, he's never gotten hurt running the ball. It's been sitting in the pocket getting hit. So... Uh, I don't know what to think, but hey, man, what a what a great topic to think about. Our quarterback, mm. uh, why is he being awesome? You know, yeah, awesome. Uh, here's two questions that we already talked about, but I'll read them again. I didn't, didn't produce all that well. NC Noel forty three. Uh, he's from Brevard, North Carolina. Couldn't pass up the dollar deal. When is Corey going to get Coach Norvell fired up again at a press conference? Corey, you don't want to rock the boat. You said right, not right now, not right now. Okay. And then Don underscore Rugen's hypothetical question, Seth from Fort Myers, if you could handpick our bowl opponent, who would it be? Uh, A&M, 9-3. and three. Let's both go at it for a 10th win. That's what I want. He says a team we never played before, or at least someone we haven't played since the 90s. So that falls. How about Washington? Okay. They look good. Yeah, man, that'd be fun. Yeah, they do. That'd be fun. That means it'll be a good bowl game because they're they look to be pretty good this year and just I don't nice uniforms combo they have either yeah, purple and, uh, and we'd be in whites or garnet yeah it'd be nice and I don't think Florida State's ever played Washington at least not in my uh, lifetime so yeah I, I want to play somebody out west but I think Washington would be a good one uh, and I lied three that we have already done uh, since seventy six 
Have you given any thought to who wins between Wake Forest and Clemson? I can't pull for the Tigers. Also can't help believe that Florida State's cause would be helped by beating Dabo for here for his first loss. Um, unfair, but I think the perception that would propel the Knowles higher in the polls. Wonder if the same wouldn't hold true in the hearts and minds of recruits. Then again, giving them a second or third loss may not be bad for recruiting either. Thoughts or preferences among you? Aslan, I think you're improving as much as the team. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not. Just you guys all like to, you guys want me to be positive, and there's something to be positive about, so I haven't changed anything about who I am. Uh, But thank you, though. Yeah, I can Uh, attest to that. Yeah, I know. Again, yeah. Yeah, take out Dabo. Just chop the legs out. I'm over it, man. I'm over it. Go away, man. Yeah, they need to lose. I mean, I know it'd be cool if Florida State knocked them out of the undefeated perch, but um, no, let them lose to let them lose to Wake, let them lose to NC State too. Like, let them start losing. Let them feel some uh, skepticism about their program and their coach and what's going on. Is it really starting to trend in the wrong direction? Let them have all that heartache. It's been too good for too long up there. Oh wow! Oh, let's just take like maybe two more. We're not going to get to all of them. Sorry. Uh, too many good questions. Too many mm. good questions. D. Rich, fifty-two oh three, basically asking, when did we all notice the change in Jordan? Uh, you know, and the receivers. You know, you guys, all the outlets said that the receivers were average, middle of the conference. Now they're viewed as possibly the best in the conference. Did you see flashes of this coming, or were you measured because of how bad they'd been previously? I don't, I don't mind that. I'm, I won't, I don't mind being like, oh, they've been bad. I'm not going to get burnt. If I see something good, I would say it. I think eventually I came around to Johnny. Johnny dropped too many balls in spring, so I wasn't that high on Johnny coming out of the spring. He'd also dropped several key passes at Arizona State. Uh, But then again, there was that episode during maybe the preseason where we kept hedging and, well, if this happens, and I kind of pushed Corey. I'm like, get up on the freaking table and say it already. And Mm. Corey's like, yeah, man, like he's going to be a really good player for this team this season. Um, But in terms of Jordan, no, man. There was nothing that made me think, man, this kid is just – Sky is the limit for him. It's it's the way he performed, uh, and and really, you know, Mike Norvell said all these things, and that I thought Mike was a liar, and they, but I'm like, I think he's just trying to gas up his guy and give him confidence. But Mike Norvell saw it. Mike Norvell said all the things uh, that you want to hear about a quarterback during the preseason. But I I never thought I didn't see that one practice where Jordan went nuts before they went to UNF, right? Um, but there was never a moment where I'm like, man, they've they've got a top tier quarterback in this conference, maybe even top twenty in this country. I I didn't see it. I wasn't like, oh, he's a bum, but I didn't think we had Dark Horse Heisman in our backyard, no. Yeah, I, I think that day you're talking about before Jacksonville was by far the best I'd ever seen him look, just throwing in rhythm, middle of the field, plant, throw, trust it, see it, rip it, all that stuff. But, I, you know, I think what, what we don't factor in is like when Norvell goes over practice film with him or – Tokars and they're talking about it and Jordan is going through the reads and exactly what he's seeing in the moment and why he didn't throw it here why he threw it there um, who's open who's not if he if you're starting to hear all the right answers it, that's when I think nor that's when you get excited as a coach right like when he's seeing the picture well and can explain why he made this decision or why he didn't throw it there and he's right 90 95 percent of the time or whatever it is that's when you know man and maybe that's what, even though Travis didn't look incredible in practice, you know, daily, maybe the the answers he was giving in film session buoyed Mike Norvell so much that he's like, man, this dude knows the offense. He gets it. He is doing everything exactly how we want. I don't know. Maybe that was gave him that extra bolt of confidence that maybe we didn't just see in the actual practices, but in the film sessions afterwards. 
Tennis sump, regardless of who starts at quarterback, will we pound the ball running-wise in the beginning, or do you see us opening it up more? Boston College has a 77th-ranked rush defense. They're allowing 148 yards. Uh, they're allowing 179 in the air. That's 31st. So I would say let's probably go ahead and pound the ball. Yeah, do that, man. Do that. Just until they can stop it, yeah. If you can do it, yeah, you always want to run the rock first. So run it. Did I lose you? Uh, no, I'm here. I was, oh. I was trying to think which one we can go out on. Uh, somebody asked us about, you know, do you start quarterback? We already talked about that. Um, somebody asked about <laughs> if Dion is hired by Arizona State, does, does Travis Hunter follow him there or go to FSU? Um, that's a good question. Hopefully he comes home. Hopefully we take him. Yeah. Um, can the defense take the next step to being truly elite, like back in the Jimbo days, uh, aside from recruiting and NIL deals? What's the best way to get back there? I mean, that's the only you, way. You just George. said it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dick LeBeau, we try to get him out of retirement. I don't even think Dick LeBeau. I mean, I don't think I don't think Adam's doing a bad job. I mean, just he's limited kind of. No, I mean, stuff. look, the the deal is that you you've got to get players, man. You've got to get, and they they have some. You've just got to flood this roster with. Uh, that's that was the Jimbo glory days. Is look at that starting defense. They all, you know, that 2013 defense. Two of the guys that could have been on that team were Bjorn Werner and Xavier Rhodes. They left early. Like in all those guys that played played in the NFL on the 13 team. So that's what I mean. That that's why that defense was so dominant. I, Jeremy Pruitt's a good coach. So is Mark Stoops. Clearly, but yeah, they had incredible talent. And that's where you, you know, Georgia has incredible talent. They are coached really, really well. But it, they also have immense talent, and that's what Florida State just needs a little bit more of an uptick in. Before right, they were going to become elite, before they take that next step. Uh, thanks to D. Spence. He was the one that asked about quarterbacks. Uh, Rosie Nips, 75, asking about Corey's thoughts on Kentron Portier. Maybe Corey can reply to him in an email. Hmm. Uh, Mr. In an email, I'm not or, giving people sorry, my email on a, address. On a, on a post, on a post, right. uh, Seth Knoll wants to know what you thought about the 2013 team in the preseason uh, compared to what you see now. Uh, McCluskey uh, saying should Tony Tokars get more credit for Jordan's development, and then a couple questions about kicker. So let's go out on kicker then, I guess. Oh, all right, a good topic. <clears throat> War champ Bob, if you had to choose, would you rather have elite level NFL punter or elite NFL kicker, place kicker? Kicker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because then you're, you know, because we you're... had it, we lived it, right? We had Roberto yeah. Aguayo and Case and Beatty. Yep. So. Yep. And you saw which one. I mean, yeah, they, uh, Roberto Aguayo had much more of an impact uh, th than Beatty did, and, and won you games in that 14 season that otherwise you wouldn't have won. It changes the way you coach. All of it. Like, you know, the difference between a good punter and a, and, or an average punter and a good punter is what, like four yards, maybe three yards, three or four yards, maybe a couple returns that are two line drivey. But the difference between Ryan Fitzgerald right now, this version, and Roberto Aguayo, I mean, I, I feel like you'd have won both these last games by double digits. Not good for the ratings, though, Corey. It's, we're, this, good Ryan point. Fitzgerald's good, good for point. ratings. He's yeah, good for those ratings. knuckles aren't as white. Nobody wants that. And then Kay Hayes, 80s from uh, Orman Volusia. He took me out of my bender in Chicago, apparently, for the Notre Dame game. Hmm. Still recovering from that. 
wants a request. Can we slip a note to Mike Norvell or Papuchas and let them know that Mac Chiamento has an absolute boot? I guess he's one of the walk-on punters, but he can effectively kick a field goal. He played at Seabreeze High School with my son last year. I've personally seen him kick 60-plus yard field goals. He's also a large human being, so I, I, I could believe that. He's a big dude, that Chiamento kid. Mac. 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 Yeah, he does. He does have a big leg. I've seen him in kickoffs. Uh, he has an enormous leg. So maybe that's maybe that's coming. Maybe that's coming. And then War E Or asked us about Clemson Wake Forest, which we already talked about. So we got to all of it, Corey. If you want to maybe go re- respond personally to those people that like you so much that they direct. No, I will say the one that that I remember that you just flew through. Uh, it's weird that you flew through questions you were kind of asking them, but not really asking them. Was uh, the thirteen season? Um, well, because he asked it to you, like he could it, this. You could you could you could tweet Corey. You could you could tag him in a post, and he'll answer the question. And been ready to express. We got a lot I of had stuff something going to on. do, but hey, I got things to do. Aslan, come on, uh, maybe I will. But I was going to say for that one, you know, I, clearly I didn't know it was going to be one of the best teams in the country because the quarterback was still a question mark. He didn't know how he's going to perform. But I had a sneaking suspicion that defense was going to be awesome. And the quarterback was going to be a difference maker. So I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be the best thing, one of the best teams of all time. I knew they started to go play at Clemson, but I certainly thought it was going to be a top five, seven type team in the country. And I was right. I nailed it. I nailed it, Aslan. Crush it. Just like this show, just crushed it. Don't mm. forget, later on today, uh, Hakeem Williams making his announcement, five-star receiver consensus. We'll have live reaction. On three will be on site for that announcement so stay connected to warchant.com for reaction and updates from that announcement and obviously 5 30 go to corner pocket bar and grill hang out with jeff and Corey. i might show up uh but go there regardless because jeff and Corey are there and it's the corner yeah. pocket and it's always a great time and then saturday join us four o'clock doors open at the hotel indigo five o'clock i think is the pregame show with jeff and tom getting you ready warchant game day presented by zaxby's 17-year Golden Chief at the helm of the Zaxby's locations here in the greater Tallahassee area. Go support them. And then the post-game show with Jeff and Gene. Watch, I'm sorry, Gene and Tom. Apologize. And then in between all that, Dom doing the watch-along. Dominic Robinson and I on first half, and then Dominic and Tom in the second half. So if you love Florida State, spend a dollar. Subscribe to the website and just keep hanging out with us all the time. We're, We're best friends, everybody. We're best friends, right, Corey? We are, man. We, we you, you heard that litany of things that I love about Aslan. I couldn't stop talking. He's Corey. I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to Wake Up War Champ, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.